Thank you for tuning in to Uncommon Women, a podcast that provides a platform for women of all walks of life to share their upbringings, life lessons learned, experiences, and journeys to come. Uncommon Women speaks on topics that can relate to all women. We share, we listen, we laugh, we cry, and we empower each other to be the best uncommon woman that they can be. Ultimately, we are cultivating a global movement of women supporting women. Women supporting entrepreneurship, relationships, self-love, and so much more. We inspire each other to make an impact on this world for the better. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to Uncommon Women. Now, finally, grab a seat, get comfortable, and hear from your wonderful hosts, Shanira and Jenny Lee. Thank you, kings and queens, for tuning in to Uncommon Women. I'm Shanira. Jenny Lee, I can't hear you. I'm sorry. And Jenny Lee. There we go. That's okay. <laughs> so today we have an amazing uh, guest speaker, Christina. She's going to come on with us in just a moment. She's a celebrity guru, but today she's going to be uh, sharing a little bit about her story and also educating us on uh, sepsis awareness. Uh, so while I bring her up, I'm going to give you a little bit about her bio and any questions or um, concerns any of the viewers have, be sure to add it in the comments and we'll, add, we'll answer any of your questions towards the end. So Christina is a CEO, makeup guru, a widow, a sepsis awareness advocate, a fashion commentator, a mother of four living children, and one who passed away. She lives with these titles, but she's defined by the word of grace. Christina openly shares her story of success and heartache to provide inspiration to others and to save lives through the sepsis awareness advocacy. Uh, so she's an amazing, also celebrity makeup artist, uh, just to name a few people that she's done makeup for. We have Hillary Swank, uh, former secretary of the White House, Dana Perino. Um, she's also done um, ABC Disney's president and Sweeney's makeup. So she's um, all about making women feel beautiful. So thank you, Christina, for coming on to our podcast today. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So nice of you. You're welcome. So before we get into um, educating others in regards to cesspus uh, uh, awareness, can you tell us a little bit about your life? Let's take it back in regards to how was it when you were growing up? I had a very uh, blessed childhood. I grew up in California with um, my sister and my mom and dad. Um, my mom, when I was about eight, was diagnosed with brain cancer. So. Uh, my dad really had to step in and be a mom and a dad. And, but I had a really great childhood. I, you know, rode horses and uh, played tennis competitively. And um, I had a very nice childhood. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. So let's get into how you, how did you get into uh, being an advocate and coaching people in regards to uh, sepsis? Yes. <laughs> I was married to Ken Flack. He was a professional tennis player. He and his partner, Rob Seguso, were number one in the world. Um, they won Wimbledon. They were on the Davis Cup team. Uh, they had an amazing career. And uh, 
So I was married to Ken for eight years before he got ill um, and had uh, bronchitis, which turned to pneumonia, and uh, he got sepsis. His doctors didn't see him and misdiagnosed it. Uh, he started spewing up, you know, yucky, yellow, orange, bloody stuff. When we called the doctor, they refused to see him. They just gave him something over the phone. We were with Kaiser Permanente in uh, California. And so um, the next day, he was so much worse, started spitting up blood. I took him to the um, emergency, and they, he was on life support within the hour. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and he never regained consciousness. And so after he, he passed away, uh, that was on a Thursday, I took him to the hospital. On Monday, I took him off life support. His arms and sepsis is a, an infection of the blood. And it attacks all your vital organs unless you are treated promptly. Um, unfortunately, my husband wasn't because the doctors at Kaiser didn't know. Well, they didn't see him. How can you diagnose someone if you don't see them? Right? That is true. No, but that is. Wow. So um, after he passed away, the Sepsis Alliance contacted me and asked if I would be willing to, you know, speak about, you know, raising awareness for sepsis. Um, you know, to honor my husband. And, and I felt like that would be a really positive thing to do, um, even though this was such a horrific event in my life and our family's life. Um, and so it's been really remarkable. I have um, done a lot of shows like yours and TV and radio, and it makes me so happy to hear from people that, you know, they hear my story and because they weren't aware of sepsis, like Ken and I were not aware of it. And so they, you know, they're much more aware to see if they have it or their loved one has it. I, I actually, one of my new closest friends um, is a woman that heard interviews I, that I had done and she thought her husband might have sepsis. She rushed him to the doctor um, and they wouldn't test him. So she called oh. me like, well, I don't oh think you have this. And I said, you know what? I don't care what they say until there's a blood test done. They don't know. So just right. demand it. Just demand it. You have to really, that's one thing I've learned. You really have to stick up. If you have that, you know, we all have that woman's intuition. If you feel like it's not the right answer, then you need to be more assertive and you need to like demand something. Um, so she got him finally tested and he was septic. So we saved his life. Mm, thank um, God that she fought for that. It was yeah, she did. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, was losing your husband, was that the first um, experience you've had in your life, uh, losing someone close to yeah. you? Well, my mother died when I was 20. Um, my son, Bo, passed away when I was about 40. <laughs> and then my husband passed away um, three years ago. Wow. So, wow. yeah. And then my business partner passed away the year after my husband died. So, yeah, I've, I've had a lot of loss, um, but I have also had a lot of, you know, people like I, I was on this one show once and this, I heard them speaking about me and I didn't know what they were. And they just said, oh, we've got this woman on and she's had this amazing, this very tragic life. And I just thought my life's not tragic. I've had <laughs> tragic things happen, obviously, but I feel so blessed. I've had so many millions of miracles. My children, mm. my friends, my family, like so many amazing things. So I also started speaking about um, grieving in a positive way. It just kind of happened when I started doing the sepsis stuff. People would ask me about grieving. And then 
I was on a hike one day and I heard my husband, in, you know, in my, I hear him sometimes and mm -hmm. I was telling me, you know, it is so hard for me to watch you in bed crying at night and I can't comfort you. And, you know, I know you miss me. I know you love me, but you need to be happy. And just, you know, grieving and being miserable isn't honoring your loved one. So mm -hmm. I started, um, an educational foundation for my husband and my son at the Northern Lights School in Oakland, California. That's awesome. Yeah, for oh, children to have to go to private school. Um, so we started the Baby Bow Fund and then the Penn Flack Educational Fund. And then um, I started with my friend Lisa Zimmer at uh, the Edna McGuire School in Mill Valley. <clears throat> Pardon me. Um, there's a there was a garden, so they turned it into an outdoor classroom, and the kids can you know grow vegetables and fruits and, mm -hmm. and have that experience from a really young age, which is super important to me. I'm really um, education and nutrition are like two big of my favorite. Important. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So. Like if, if you can honor your loved one in a positive way, making a difference, I think that's really great. And, you know, how would you, imagine how you would feel if you had passed and you're looking down on your loved one and they're crying and unhappy all the time. That would be so right. unbearable for them. So yeah, I mean, I'm not yeah. saying I don't have moments that I'm crying and sad, but I really do try to have a positive, happy life. Um, so, yeah. That's good. What other tips could you give anyone suffering from, you know, grief of uh, a husband or a child passing away? Well, it's so interesting. Everyone grieves differently, right? I went to a grief camp at Canyon Ranch, um, hmm. and that was really helpful. I was not in the best mental state when I got there, but um, I learned that, you know, no one's grief is worse than anyone else's. Everyone's is equally important, but I, I really learned that you know, you really have to, during the the beginning parts of grief, you know, right at the beginning, you really need to take care of yourself. I mean, you have mm. to be extra disciplined with, you know, getting out and going for a walk or exercising and eating well, not drinking, you know, alcohol or taking drugs to medic self-medicate. Um, it's really important, you know, if I get too hungry or too, when that, at the beginning, um, if I got too hungry or too tired, everything seemed so much worse than it was. Mm. So I was really mindful of just trying to take as good a care of myself emotionally and physically. So I could, because, you know, I have children and, you know, if I'm not okay, they're not okay. Right. Yeah, very true. Very true. Right. So it was really important for me. They know I was sad and am sad and, and you know, miss him so much, but they also know that, you know, I have a business to run and I have, Client, you know, I, my agents book me jobs, and if I'm not okay, then you know it's all going to just spiral out of control. crumble, right? Yeah. So, um, Chris, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, as as the for the uh, the death of your husband, how did your children take it? Because I know all children, you know, they're probably were close to their father. It was um, my kid's stepdad, but my oh, kids okay. Loved him like their father, and um, and my stepkids have been, you know, it's been devastating for them all. He was such mm -hmm. a huge presence in their life. He was so much fun and and smart and sweet and and just an amazing father and husband. And and they've all, you know, had challenges uh, of dealing with this. And um, 
my youngest one, uh, Ben, it's been particularly hard. I don't, I don't want to say one, it's been harder for any of them, but I think mm -hmm. he became, Ken became his, you know, his daddy when he was two and he doesn't, he didn't remember, uh, you know, life before him. And so and they were super close and, you know, I think it's, um, he's kind of doesn't like to talk about him and he's made it, he's kind of private and just mm -hmm. hard for him. But I will say this, uh, at the, the Northern Lights school, they have a celebrity golf tournament every year. And my son is a golfer. And oh, he's a golfer. Okay. <laughs> he, um, has been amazing every, for the past four years has gone and done been on a hole for, you know, to raise money for his brother, his twin brother's foundation. Um, oh, okay. The twins. Yeah. You know, he's been raising money for that. And the last year, the year before the shut-in, he raised $35,500 uh, wow. for his dad and his brother's foundations. And it's so remarkable because I said to him, Ben, I'm so proud of you. Like, it's amazing what you've done. And he's like, Mom, I played golf. Who cares? And I'm like, <laughs> That's I'm an like, accomplishment. <laughs> I told him, I said, Ben, three kids are going to be able to go to private school for a year because of you, what you did today. And, you know, that changes lives and communities in the world. And and I just am so proud of him. And he's only he was only 13 years old when he did wow. that. Wow. Amazing. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. I love that. There's the, the, cur the courage. There's still the courage in him. Yes. Yeah. So brave. And, and, you know, and I, I feel like it's a nice way to, to honor, you know, his daddy and his, and his brother um, by helping other people. And I think it's really important. I told my kids, you know, you know, Ken was a famous tennis player and I'm like, you, you know, you can't just get stuff. You know, you have to you know, use his name to honor him, not just be like, oh, well, you know, we get into Wimbledon or the U.S. Open. No, it's not. You, uh, you a free to, ride. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you need to now that he's, you know, gone. You you need to honor him in a positive way, and I and I think it's it's very important. And I think when kids start at a young age, it's kind of like they do that the rest of their life, right? Yeah, yeah it's easier to, for them to adapt when they get older as adults. I I totally agree. It's just yeah. kind of way of life of giving back like it's just part of it you know it's not just taking right right yeah. right mm -hmm. I agree I didn't know you had twins that's awesome did um any of your it do you have all boys or is it just two boys and one girl my oldest is Melania she's 27 she's fashion okay designer. she has a She's, she studied in London at Central St. Martin's. Oh, wow. And she started her own line of fashion design called uh, Luja, which is going to be in Neiman Marcus in San Francisco in June. We're really excited. And my daughter, Rose, uh, went to NYU, and she was she graduated from Tisch, which is the film school. And she's a screenwriter. Mm. Uh, she works in TV and film. She That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm, so, I'm glad you're, I'm sure you're proud of them as well at their I accomplishments. <laughs> and then Nikolai is 20 and he is in college and plays golf and is trying to turn pro. And my little one, Ben, who's not so little, he's 6'1". <laughs> <laughs> he uh, is in eighth grade and he plays golf competitively as well. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Did any of your children, um, 
experience or take the loss of the other sibling passing away harder than others or like what emotions were you going through you know losing losing a child having to bury your own child that was so horrific i that experience you know my son passed away Bo, on christmas day so oh. we woke up and and that whole thing was was awful i think they've all had you know, probably Ben not so much. He doesn't remember because he was four and a half months old when it happened. But um, it's affected them. But I have to say, my kids are really incredibly balanced and um, happy. And these things, you know, they don't define them. Part mm -hmm. of what happens in their life. And, you know, I think they have a lot of gratitude for, for the life that they have. They have, and you know, their dad is, is amazing. And, and um, they, they have a very less life and, and and I think they they realize that but you know that was a very very hard losing their brother for sure is it okay. still hard around the holidays for the family as a whole yeah I mean they don't really talk about it and I try you know I always put both Christmas stocking out um, mm -hmm. I think about it mm -hmm. um, but you know I, how do I say it it's like not it's not any I miss him every day, my son. And, um, you know, I try to not be extra sad on Christmas. I try to just think of, you know, how grateful I am that the good I, things, um, you know, and to keep things happy for the other kids. Cause it's not fair to them, even though we've had this happen, that their life has to be, you know, Christmas has to be a, ugh, a terrible day. I don't want that. I want it to be a happy, loving day uh, for them. Mm. That's great. Wow. That is. Um, as far as um in the, in the future, like, do you see yourself being married, or how have you thought about that in the future? <laughs> or dating, or yeah. <laughs> that would be that would be nice. Um, <laughs> at some point, it might be nice to get married again, or you know, have someone special. That would be really great. So give us a little bit about how how was your life, um, you know, being married to a celebrity? Um, he's a professional tennis player. Like, how did how did things typically run? Like, um, I, I see why well, here. I'm not sure if it's true, but I hear often that the wife of a celebrity kind of gets like pushed back to the side. But you you have your own celebrity makeup um, that you do for people. So was it like were you guys like hand in hand when it came to the celebrity portion or was he always like the fourth runner for the family? It's so funny. So after we, you know, we got married after he retired, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, you kind of forget that he's famous because it's your husband, but um, <laughs> you know, it really like when we would go to like a Davis cup event or to the U S open or to Wimbledon or something like that, it was like, oh wow, he really is a huge deal. And <laughs> so it was nice to see. I'm glad that, you know, he worked really hard for, you know, for all those accomplishments. And I'm glad that, you know, the tennis community honored him. Uh, after he passed, um, the Indian Wells tournament that's, you know, around the time that he passed, uh, a year after they honored him with a golf tournament. My husband was a golf freak. He was mm. upset. And, um, so it was really cool. They did a, um, a celebrity golf, a, a tournament, a golf tournament for all the ATP players, for the tennis players that had mm -hmm. retired. 
and they called the Ken Flag Golf Tournament, and which was he would have loved. That's awesome. That. Yeah, he would have loved it. And um, so I gave out the trophy the first year. Um, so I felt really, I felt really great about that. And and you know, my husband was like my biggest fan. He was always mm -hmm. like, you know, my, wife, my wife's the famous one. She's a <laughs> oh, you're the famous one. <laughs> <laughs> So um, it was, I mean, he, I was very proud of him and I know he was very proud of me um, and what, what I do, you know, they're so different, the things that we are known for, I guess. That's, That's awesome. Great. And I love that your children took, you know, after his footsteps and playing golf too. That's amazing. Now you yeah. said you played tennis too. Is that how you, how you guys met? Um, I did. I played tennis as a junior and in college oh, nice. for like five seconds. Um, <laughs> I, we met through, through friends. We actually met on Facebook through friends, believe it or oh, not. Oh, okay. My friend okay. <laughs> and his wife. And then I don't even know how he, we, you know, he even emailed me. We emailed each other for like a year and a half before we even met in person. Wow. We got married six once we met, we got married in six weeks. Wow. wow. That's, That's awesome. That yeah. is. Yeah, when they said when you love. No, when, when you know. When you know, you know. <laughs> oh, and I wanted to say when you mentioned that you were your daughter was 27, you look amazing. Oh my god. You look you. amazing. Nice. Thank you. I hired myself today. <laughs> she did awesome. She did an amazing job. I'm like, paint, girl. <laughs> See, now if we were in California, I definitely would hire you to do me and Jenny's oh, makeup for today. <laughs> um, what what made you um get into the uh in the makeup industry? Well, I don't even know how I became a makeup artist. It kind of just happened. I, you know, I remember doing my mom's makeup when I was young, um, when she was, you know, she, I mentioned she had cancer and she was going out with my dad and, you know, her skin, she was really beautiful, but her skin got discolored and she lost her mm -hmm. hair. And so I wanted her to like, look like the best she could look to go on a date with my dad. And um, I just remember like how different her vibe was like her energy was totally different how because then she felt like she looked like herself right and so i really love how making her feel good made me feel good and mm -hmm. then i just started kind of painting faces and friends and and then i you know doing weddings and stuff and then i got an agent i don't even it was pretty remarkable i i am very blessed to do what i do i love my job it's so much fun i get to meet really neat people and travel and get paid really well i mean i work my tail off um mm -hmm. it's long hour you know you're on your feet the whole time it's very stressful at times you wait around sometimes but then you're like chop chop let's go um but you know i i i finished a tv series last march um mm -hmm. for fox with isaiah washington um he was on Grey's Anatomy, and he did this uh, TV show called uh, Kitchen Talk. It was a oh, talk okay. show in LA. Mm -hmm. I've never done a series before, so that was fun. Um, so I, you know, to meet all these interesting people is really like one of the blessings of my job for sure. That's awesome, and I love what you're doing for the community. Whether it's you know making people feel beautiful or just educating them in regards to the awareness, so. 
how can you teach us? Um, I know we went into a little bit about um, your best friend and her situation with her husband, but how could you teach us to teach others to um, be aware of the steps or, you know, anything that they can be concerned about to get a test to check and see if they have something within their blood? Well, you can go to the sepsis.org website. Okay. And they have a little square thing that says time and T is for temperature. You can be either incredibly hot or incredibly cold. Um, I is for infection. You have some sort of an infection in your body, whether it be a tooth infection or a cut or like my husband had bronchitis in terms of pneumonia. Um, and then M is for mental decline. They're like a little off. Like they're just all not, it's, things are getting a little foggy. And E, okay. is, e is for excruciating pain. Uh, you feel like you're dying because you are. It, it, sepsis, I mean, my husband was a big, strong athlete, okay? I mean, and for him to go from, you know, being okay to not in such a short time, and that it, it, it attacks all your vital organs, uh, your arms and legs turn black, there's not getting blood. Wow. It's, it's awful and so fast. It is so aggressive and so fast. So that's why I urge people, if you have any of those signs at all, please quickly go to the emergency, demand a blood test. And, and, you know, if you, they'll know in 20 minutes and if they do, then they give you an IV antibiotic and you'll be fine. Whoopi Goldberg's had it. A lot of people have had it. Wow. Too. I didn't even know. Yeah. And wow. so, so it's just, you know, time is of the essence, you know, there's a golden window whether that you can get the IV, you know, the antibiotic and, and, and survive before your organs are attacked. Wow. Is there something that triggers it or um, something that people can just be alert on? Um, I know you said we went over the time procedures, but is, is there any way that people can have it and not have any of those symptoms? I don't, I don't think so. I think it's okay. those symptoms. I mean, you know, if you have, you know, if you, the temperature is a big one um, and if there's an infection in some form of your body, I think those two things are key, really important. So an infection. Okay. Mm, okay. You know, people have had a cut in their leg or, you know. Minor is a cut. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, that, it's just um, crazy how something just by a minor cut, like you mentioned, can like really turn into a bad infection and kill you. That's, right. wow. It's, it's so shocking how fast. I mean, to go from Thursday, it, we went to the hospital and then by Monday, even in a day, everything, all his organs were shutting down. Wow. It was terrible. But, you know, again, his doctors didn't see him, and I blame them. I 100% blame Kaiser Permanente for not seeing my husband, and if they had, he would still be alive. Wow. Wow. Um, do you have anything else that you would like to share that we haven't covered today? What would it be? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Whatever you guys want to talk about, ask away. <laughs> Is there well, anything that you would like to share um, in regards to just any of the occupations that you love doing, um, whether it's being a mother, being an amazing mother, uh, being a widower, jug juggling a job between doing makeup and being an advocate? What would you like to share? Anything that you want to share for entrepreneurs or anyone that has a 
dream to be a makeup artist or, you know, just whatever your heart desires? Well, I think it's really important to love what you do. I really love my job. And I've told my children, like, figure out what you love doing. And even if you didn't get paid, what would it be? Mm. And then figure out how to get paid. Paid well. Um, okay. <laughs> it's really important, you know, to work really hard, you know, like I work seven days a week. I mean, I'm constantly working on my company or if I have a photo shoot or whatever, you know, I am, I don't stop. And I think you have to be really know that it's going to be a lot of hard work, but you know, hard work does pay off. And, no, um, sure does. and you know what, you never want to feel like you didn't try. I, you know, mm, I like that one. I at least know I really tried. I gave my 150% and, you know, that's all you can do. And then, you know, it usually will work out. And I think it's also important to have, you know, love big. I don't, you know, feel, don't be afraid. I think it's important to, you know, if you find your person, love them, love them big. And um, I think you'll have a happy life. Oh, I love that. Love that. So um, what are you currently doing now in the industry with your makeup? Can you um, can you tell us how what you're really doing right now as far into your company and how we can find you? Well, um, I'm working on, I've got investors coming in and we're going to expand the makeup line. I have, I have an amazing partner who I adore, Jordan Hall, and he uh, is very private and doesn't like when I mention his name, but okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to write that down. <laughs> but, um, we're working on a skincare line. We're working okay. on a hair care line and expanding the makeup line. So we have awesome. a lot going on with Pretty Girl. We're really looking forward to 2021 being a really remarkable year for us. Um, and then my agents are booking me, which is so great. I uh, Today was like a year ago almost. It felt like uh, my agents called and I was like, you know, wanting to know where I am and what, if I can get to San Francisco really quickly and what I can, you know, do. it just felt, it feels really great to get back to normal. Mm. And I miss, I didn't realize how much I loved my job. I knew I loved it, but I didn't know how much it really defined me and how much I miss being around people and, um, you know, having those experiences. It was really, really hard um, this past year, not being able to go on set and, work with people it just it felt so it was really really hard you know and also i'm an artist i like i need that creative outlet mm -hmm. i can only paint my own face so much right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and um you know you can't, there's nowhere it goes there's really no point in painting the face <laughs> but it's amazing how when it you know started again how quickly it all just comes back like you know you're still you know, creativity is still there. Yeah. Comes back. Yeah. Thank God. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I didn't lose that. That would have been really awful. So do you use your makeup um, that you're, I know you have a lip lipstick. Do you have anything else? Do you use like all your products when you actually go on set to do your, I was always wondering, do you use your products or do you use, use do. anyone else's? I use mine, but I'm also very blessed. There are two companies, Japanese and Kosas who have been Incredibly, incredibly generous with me. They send me makeup all the time, oh, makeup awesome. brushes, and I use all their stuff. And I am very grateful um, to be able to use their products on my clients. Um, it's really, really remarkable. That is, that was like a dream. It's like a, you know, you get a box at the door 
<laughs> you wake up and it's like, ah, it's like if you're a kid in the candy store. Right. Like, they said this to me. I'm so honored. I'm like, my God, I'm so grateful, you know, but I'm always very good about making sure on all my Instagram that I tag them, you know, like, you know, you know, if I do a magazine cover, or, uh, you know, I work with a, a pop singer named Empress. And so I do her, all her, you know, photo shoots, but I do like her album covers. And so mm -hmm. I make sure that the companies that are so kind and generous with me um, that I, you know, tag them. It's super important. That's awesome. I so, love receiving mail, even if it's from oh. Amazon. It feels good when you somebody just sent you something and you just open it. You're like, oh, that is so sweet. Right. <laughs> 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 and it's not a bill, right? <laughs> not a bill. Yes, it's pretty great. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, my question for you is um for women, women that love to wear makeup or women that don't have time to wear makeup or that just want a natural look, what tips can you give them? Well, it's super important to take care of you. I'm very much into uh, nutrition, as I mentioned. So I drink, like, first thing in the morning, water with vinegar, Bragg's apple cider mm -hmm. vinegar. Uh, I drink oh, a vinegar. Lot of green juice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I drink green juice. I drink tea. Um, so I feel like if you're healthy on the inside, your skin's going to look better. Um, you know, obviously, I use um, a lot of, I like um moisture oils, you know, facial oils. I think they're really okay. good for your skin. Mm. Um, and, you know, you don't need to have, this is one thing that I teach people. You don't need to have a million products in your makeup kit like I have for work. <laughs> <laughs> Foundation, uh, a powder, you know, fill in your brows, concealer under here, you know, just mm -hmm. make it simple and clean. And, you okay. know, you, you, don't want, you never want your makeup uh, to look like, Oh, look, there's some pink and orange and blue. Oh, wow. oh no. You just want to see a pretty face. That's kind of my style. If you look at ChristinaFlack.com, my portfolio, you'll see that everyone looks just like really uh, fresh, dewy skin and, you know, big, bright eyes. And so I think, um, you know, I think it's just important to look like the best version of you and not worry about what's in style right now. Like it's all this contouring and all this. Yeah. Going to target. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I, I appreciate it. I think it's super fun to look at all that, but for, you know, doing lifestyle for photo shoot and stuff, it's um, a cleaner, simpler look. And I think mm -hmm. changing your mascara every three months. Mm, I didn't know that. Yeah, it does not get better with time. It's not better. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely one of those things that you got to like change it out. And um, so that's important. And, you know, you know, taking good care of your skin, it's really, I'm drinking a ton of water. Mm. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Because I love makeup myself. So <laughs> I love makeup. I love makeup. And Shanara will let you know, I love makeup. I got too much of it. <laughs> doing that is like you know really take out what you use mm -hmm. and some basics there okay and then the stuff that you're not using put them in little bags and give it to someone as like a little like a little hostess gift or something oh, drop it on nice. the door. like okay stuff you can drop it on someone's door you know i get like tons of stuff and i would make little spa bags and give it to friends and stuff so okay i, I just think it's a really too much makeup it's like how much can you really use 
Right. That is true. That I'm gonna take that. Into, I'll, I'll I'll take that. Take it into consideration, Jenny Lee. Yeah. Because yeah, I, <laughs> I literally have like the five that I use, and that's it. And then when I need to replace it, I do. Oh, but no. she has like a whole, I'm like, do you even use all that stuff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she used to be on like this monthly makeup thing. And I'm like, do you really need that? <laughs> well, a, a lot of those things are fun though. They, you know, I don't know. I, I get that. It is fun. But, you know, again, you, you can only get so much gift with purchase. Before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anything you would like to share? Um, anything else you'd like to share to anyone out there? Hmm. I think it's just be happy. Enjoy okay. your life. Be happy. Love who you love and smile and, and, and try to be positive. Try to make, I tell my kids all the time when they get out of the car, I'm like, hey, go make the world a better place. And I think mm. if everyone would keep that in mind, making the world a better place and being happy, you really, happiness is a choice. I firmly believe that. And I think yes. regardless of your circumstances, it's not hard to smile at someone and just be respectful and kind. And if everyone would be respectful and kind, life would be a lot easier, I think. Definitely. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Thank you for coming out, Christina, and Thank sharing you. your story. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I love the courage and how you're still a mom um just balancing everything out in your life and that shows true courage thank, thank you so you. much <laughs> and we have one question we ask all our all our guest speakers oh, what makes you uncommon what makes me uncommon i think what makes me uncommon is that i'm pretty relentless i don't give up <laughs> i love big um mm. and i really try to make the world a better place love that. I like, I love big. I love that one. Mm -hmm. Just like that. She always tells me, mommy, I love you big. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> so <laughs> thank you again, Christina. And thank you for our uh, viewers um, for watching this evening. Um, check out our merchandise on www.uncommonwomen.net. If you have some topics or any potential uh, speakers, you can also go onto the website that I just said, www.uncommonwomen.net. Also, we're having a self-seminar, self-love seminar next month. Um, we're still working on details. Once that comes out, we'll be promoting. And as well, uh, make sure you guys check out YouTube, um, comment, like, share, <laughs> you already know what you got to do. And also um, tune in next week on Thursday, April 8th at 6 p.m. Um, Eastern as our guest speaker will be speaking on food addiction and stay uncommon. <laughs> Bye. Bye.